Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Bradshaw. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart is Cam's cookout on the program uh, today. Uh, Cam managed to uh, put a uh, turkey sandwich in the microwave uh, and eat it in a span of, I don't know, about 150 seconds, uh, I believe. And um, I believe it was Lenny on The Simpsons. It was Frank Grimes, actually. He said, look at Homer. He's disgusting. He eats like a pig. And Lenny said, oh, he actually eats like a duck. Uh, pigs chew. Homer's <laughs> <laughs> just like, great line. swallowing things whole. Yeah, yeah. he's like, nah, he's not really a pig. That, you know, that's a great episode when uh, he sets him up, you know, and he's, he's in the contest for children. And he's like, look, everybody, he entered a contest for children. And everyone in Springfield, yeah, and he kicked their ass. Good job, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, classic Simpson episodes. Gabe, Gabe's known me for a long time. For everyone that doesn't know, I used to like go be a competitive eater for like not on the professional tour, but I used to do kind of like the bar gigs and it'd be like challenge cam on Monday night football night. I'd give away prizes, you know, here's some tickets and whatever. And, you know, I'd beat down gigs. people eating chicken so wings. Like a bar yeah, band. I used to. You're yeah, I was the bar Chester, band. I was like, like, you're not a rock star. You were in the bar band scene. Like, yeah, you were. Yes. The bar, the yeah. bar challenges. The prizes weren't big enough for the pros to show up, so you went. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, there was guys that were good, but not good enough because of the prizes just – like, if there were tickets to, like, a Bills game or something, people would show up. But it was, like, fridge magnets, $10 vouchers, coupons for your next cheeseburger, stuff like that. So I used to just crush those guys on the local scene. But then my doctor told me, because what are you doing? You're not even doing this for money? Like, you're going to kill yourself for, like, fridge magnets? I go, that's eh, kind of a good point. So I don't really go in eating competitions anymore. And Gabe and I worked at this company where this little kid beat me down with burritos, and he really shook my confidence. Yeah, I lost. Uh, he shook my wallet too. I lost money. He, uh, he was a ringer. He, yeah. lo- he was a ringer. Uh, he is. He is. We got. We got. We got hustled by Kyle the intern. Kyle the angry intern. I liked him, but he was too angry. So you know, yeah. I told him you got to lose somebody anger. But yeah, so basically there was this kid. You know, he could eat right, and I used to see him eat. But so basically, Cam and me, me and Cam were like, you can't beat Cam. And there's these burritos from this place called Burrito Boys. They're massive. They're like missiles. They're like the bricks the protesters were throwing or that were placed, whatever. Right? They were yes. like the bricks. They're literally like bricks. So the deal was a packed burrito with whatever they have in the shop in it. So it's basically we ordered, we're like, whatever you have, you put it in it and pack this son of a, right? And uh, we got four of them. And, uh, man, Cam's stomach was about to explode before he got through the first one. This kid was the second one. Cam, oh, yeah, I used to weigh pounds and, you know, be a competitive eater. He hustled us. Yeah. Like, he lost weight. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it pained him. Like, he was in pain. He goes, I don't like doing this. But he shook us down for, like, 40 bucks. <laughs> it was like, it was only 40, he 50 did. bucks. He shook us down. You know, it was quite the, uh, quite the hustle. But Cam, 
once again, like the Simpsons, you're like Homer, took too many bowling balls to the stomach. You can't, you know I mean, your stomach's done. Yeah. As your trainer, I wave the white, I throw in the towel. You're Sorry, smashing pumpkins. He's yeah. done. Well, Homer, Homer. Oh, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Hey, where's Peter Frampton's pig? <laughs> Great episode. It's a Simpsons re revival here on the show. No, it is. It is. I'm noticing more and more. I'm Krusty the Clown, and uh, you're, the, you're the Homer Simpson. You're the Homer Simpson hey. of the crew. And our regular listener, one of our favorites, shout out to our boy Roe in New Jersey. He's Millhouse. We want to welcome all of our uh, radio affiliates right now to hour two of Game Time Decisions. We've had some uh, fun times in the first hour talking NBA basketball. We're going to continue that theme. The name of the show is Game Time Decisions, but what do you want me to do, man? I'm not the commissioner of these leagues, all right? So if there's games and races, we gave you Noah Gragson the other night. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, like I tell you to, at Sportridge, uh, we gave you some winners with the ponies uh, today. We cashed the right. Bundesliga soccer game with a late goal in the 90th minute. We actually had a little bit of luck. And Belmont is back, baby. Belmont, one of the biggest tracks uh, in the world, of course, in New York. Um, it's the first, it was the first sporting event in New York, the first active, like, live sports event in the state of New York since uh, the shutdown. And uh, me and Cam got after it. But unfortunately, we fell for the public trap as there was a horse named, you guessed it, Fauci. And everybody loved Fauci. It was the New York Post lock of the day, the Daily News lock yeah, yeah, of the yeah. day. Yeah. And everybody was on Todd Pledger's horse, Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. Fauci was taken prisoner by prisoner. Prisoner wins. Fauci loses. Uh, Cam, I know you had, uh, you hit a trifecta. Um, I Two. had a couple of exactas along the way. Uh, but you also had a couple of bad beats uh, as well. How was your afternoon at the track today? It's pretty good, Gabe. I've checked all my accounts, and I'm up $289. I should be up close to $800. Uh, I had a really bad situation. And for sports books out there, I really like what FanDuel's doing, so I, I'm going to give you guys a lesson right now. When I, when I bet on a horse race and it goes from uh, six horses to five horses and, and you don't give show results and I lose that money, I'm never betting with you again. I'm just telling you this right now. Customer service will be getting a call after game time decisions tonight. Two books are getting warned that I'm done with them. It is not my fault that a horse gets scratched and I get no money. I made the bet before the damn race. It should be voided. And if you take people's money, shame on you. You're going to lose customers. That's my point. Uh, yeah, for the record, uh, the book uh, that Cam's complaining about is not FanDuel. FanDuel doesn't do ponies because... No, uh, they're good guys. Yeah, yeah, they're... The <laughs> because they're good guys. Because they're they're at the Meadowlands. People get on the Meadowlands app. All right, more rage next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
All right, let's roll. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Moretzi. We're rolling like Cheech and Chong. Fun first hour of uh, the program. The protests have settled down. All the officers are under arrest. We're talking about NBA playoff uh, formats and the different proposals and rules. And they just keep coming. So we have breaking news here, too. Uh, here's what the Orlando Magic and Memphis Grizzlies uh, must both play uh, barefoot. And, um, and, oh, yeah, they must use a medicine ball instead of a basketball uh, as well. So let's, let's bring in Ricky Sanders uh, right now. Sports Chris very own Ricky Sanders, one of the best DFS okay. players in the business. Now he's one of the top KBO uh, baseball betters in the business. Um, and he just celebrated his birthday yesterday. Yes. Happy 21st birthday, Ricky. You're finally, <laughs> you finally have a nice ice-cold Budweiser. How you doing, Ricky? <laughs> yeah, if only it could be, you know, the year in which it was my 21st birthday all over again. This one's been a struggle, but, yeah, I mean, KBO has been kind of a fun niche. It's great to talk to you guys. <laughs> I like Ricky. Man, you're already getting older. You got the glasses. You already look like you're, you're a couple of years older. I remember you used to join us with, like, a Metallica T-shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so these are actually a recommendation from Davis Maddock of Sports Grid. They're the UV blocking glasses. You know, we stare at computers all day, so they're not actually for nice my vision. Job. Nice job. You know what's crazy? Funny you say that. So I just smart. saw something earlier in the day. Because, yeah, you think about it. Remember when we were kids, we were told, don't sit close, so close to the TV. It's going to go blow yep. Now yep. here we are, like, inches from TVs, like, all the time, i.e. computer screens. Guys, I saw I saw a stat today, and this wasn't planned. Ricky just threw it out there. Good call by Ricky, and you look good. Um, <laughs> Forty-four years of our lives spent staring at screens. Oh, you years. notice it when you put these on. It's like even when I take my dog for a walk, I'm staring at my phone, uh, so I can't get away from it. I'm either watching TV, looking at my computer, staring at a Peloton screen, or staring at my phone. So I highly recommend these UV glasses. You have a Peloton, Ricky? You're very successful. <laughs> yeah, I had to get one during this time for my mental health. Let's put it that way. I would be going crazy. How much do they cost? Like ten grand? Uh, well, it depends no, on the that plan way. that you do for insurance. Yeah. So they could be like two grand, but if something goes wrong, you're screwed. So you got to add like an extra, you know, fifteen hundred for for the insurance. Oh. Wow, got to pick a lot of Korean winners for that. You should have just ordered the. You should have ordered the, the Chinese knockoff of Peloton. <laughs> the echelon is out there if you want it. <laughs> you remember, remember the awesome. Peloton commercial? Uh, it was like you know sexist at Christmas if you guys remember. Buddy got like his wife a Peloton. She's working out every day, and there's a good job, honey. And people are like, man, this is 2020. What the hell is going on here? Uh, with this ad, but it was the other way around. Ricky's wife is the one that got him the Peloton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. You have no idea how true that is. Um, all right, so uh, I was kidding around about medicine balls and, and all this other stuff, but hey, listen, you look at this new NBA playoff format they're talking about. Higher seeds get to pick the cooler hotel room now, Ricky, even. Why don't we just skip the charade and uh, give the hotel room to LeBron James, all right? He gets to choose which hotel uh, he stays in there. But all kidding aside, what's your take on, on the NBA proposal, the, uh, the play-in tournament? It's very complicated. If a team is four games within the eighth seed, then there's a play-in. But if they're not, 
there isn't. What's your take on all this? There's a lot to unpack. I was just hoping they would find a format where only the teams with something to play for would be involved. And it sounds like that's what they've done. I was hoping, you know, maybe less teams than we've got. But, you know, going uneven with the conferences and assuming that one conference has more, you know, competitive teams than the other, I think that's a smart idea if that proves to be where we go here. And I just like that we're going to have competitive basketball, and I like that there's going to be a little bit of a regular season before the playoffs. I think that'll take away a little bit from the randomness. Like, I think you want to bet the underdogs a lot more in this MLB season with 50 to 60 games, if that's what they're talking about, than in an NBA playoffs, where you could get some of the better teams warmed up. I think, you know, we we feel like they've been off for so long. You know, they're only going to play so many regular season games to go straight into the playoffs. Like, we should be taking the underdogs, but I still think the cream of the crop, you just give them a little bit of a warm-up, uh, will rise to the top here, and I'm not so sure that's the same in baseball. So that's kind of my perspective for this for this format. Oh, it's a great point that he raises, uh, Cap. You and I were talking about it, baseball. Listen, when we were talking about an 80, 81 or 82-game schedule or whatever, baseball, Ricky, me and Cam right away said, you know what? what which is this mid-tier team that can get, get hot? I saw... I saw a stat, and this is just off the top of my head right now, guys. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I saw a stat. They said, you know what can happen in a span of 50 games? Last year in a span of 50 games, guys, the San Francisco Giants went like 33 and 17 or something once. <laughs> exactly. And the yeah. Washington Nationals were 19 and 31. <laughs> like the Nationals yeah. had a 50-game stretch last year uh, uh, where they were 19. Remember, Cam and Ricky, a couple of years ago, the Dodgers became the first team in Major League Baseball history to have a 15-game or more winning streak in a year and a 15-game or more losing streak in a year. I'm telling you, and I'm not a Toronto Blue Jay fan, but that was the team that sort of stuck out to me. Cam, I know you were saying the Chicago White Sox in Ricky's backyard right now. So yep. let's just say hypothetically, we'll get back to the basketball. I'll throw it to you, you know, Cam. If you're betting on one of these long-shot baseball teams and they actually do do a 50-60 game, like mini-something, which is that mid-tier team you're pulling the trigger on? I'm thinking Toronto, San Diego. Yeah, I, I don't want to be a homer with the Blue Jays, but here's the thing. When you look at their bats up and down the lineup of the young players that they had, bringing up Bichette, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., all these other guys, they'll score runs with the best of them. The thing about Toronto is you got to worry about the pitching a little bit. They do have some guys from AAA Buffalo that are going to come up uh, that have good relief arms. Well, I'll tell you, Gabe, they're going to win a lot of games, like 9-6, 9-7. And I think the Blue Jays at my book, Ricky, they were like 70-1. to 1. And Marenzi's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yes, they are. They were 25 <laughs> or 28-1 to 1 when they even had divisional odds. I went click, 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 click. Probably not going to get it with the, the rules changing in the shortened season. But uh, I, I like Toronto, Ricky. What do you think about the, the White Sox, too, as a team on the rise? Pitch. They got a couple real good young players on the team. I know pitching's always been a question mark, but uh, the White Sox—they uh, got a lot, a lot of young guys who can rake. So it's funny; those are actually two of the two the teams that I was on broadcast earlier that we were talking about as some of our favorite for long shots. I don't think people realize how good Nate Pearson could be from the start of the season on the Toronto Blue Jays. I think we're talking about the best pitching prospect in baseball, a guy who easily throws 104 miles an hour. Toronto is looking wow. for an ace. It would not shock me if we get like a Chris Paddock out of the out of, you know, from the get go with someone like yep. Nate Pearson. 
And if he could be a number one, all of a sudden you get Ryu as your number two, and you can kind of figure it out from there. And an offense loaded with guys who I think have a ton of potential. I'm the, the world's biggest Kevon Biggio fan, who's one of the most patient hitters in the league. And then you talk about the White Sox. I don't think their pitching is as bad as people are giving them credit for. Carlos Rodon was a guy who was like over 11K per nine, flirting with a 30% K rate uh, before his injury. He's going to be fully healthy. And Michael Kopech is a guy they could easily use at the end of the uh, uh, the rotation now with only 50 games. Even if you go to a six-man rotation, get him in the rotation by the playoffs, you have one of the most loaded lineups. Those are two of the teams that I think are great. And I still see divisional odds for the Blue Jays, 35 to 1. <laughs> wow. Nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, and guys, especially you look at a team like the New York Yankees who are very injury prone. They, you know, they, they're, these guys are always getting injured, the Yankees. They, you know, somebody you know, in a 50-game season, 60-game season, guys, one slow start. We see all the time players struggle for four weeks. They struggle for six weeks uh, to start a season. It would be a unique situation, but it's interesting you talk about the NBA. And it seems like they're just sort of, listen, the NBA has always had the reputation of being a favoritism league uh, to begin with, uh, guys. But I'll throw it to you on this, Ricky. And as you stated, I don't think it's a bad idea. You can't just throw teams into a playoff series. All right, guys, we haven't played in six months, five months, and all right, you're playing in a playoff game uh, right now. So it was going to be imperfect. And one thing, we've cried about this, guys, but we also said, what the hell are they doing with the All-Star game? 24 what plus this? What the hell does this mean? <laughs> and then we were watching the NBA All-Star game. We're like, this is the coolest thing ever, man, <laughs> like, right. in, in the second half, right? So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. we got to take a quick break uh, here. Cam's going to get us caught up today for all of our TV uh, viewers. We'll take a quick uh, break with the radio. Ricky will give us some KBO baseball winners on the other side. Break it. Hey, sports fans, Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and betting update. You want the edge cappers? Get on the grid. The NBA return to play action plan coming together. Commissioner Adam Silver planning to propose a 22-team return to play format to the League of Board of Governors on Thursday. The owners are expected to approve the proposal on a call at 12.30 Eastern time tomorrow. Each of the 22 teams with the 16 current playoff teams plus the six teams currently within six games of the eight seed will play eight regular season games in Orlando to help determine playoff seeding. As for the playoff tourney, if the conference nine seed trails the eighth by more than four games at the end of the regular season the latter will automatically clinch a playoff spot but if the gap between the eighth and ninth seed is four games or fewer these teams will reportedly partake in a double elimination play in tourney to decide the eight seed are you still with me people a nine seed would we need to win two games under this format where the eight seed would need to win one uh yeah it's going to be very very interesting we talk about this some of the proposals going on for the top seeds we talk about second and third quarter possessions teams having the ball one designated player to receive seven fouls in a game before it was six and receiving extra coaches challenges and they've also suggested teams transporting their home hardwood courts to orlando and the teams determine hotel accommodations in order of ranking we got it two-thirds of the owners have to fit vote to make it work nfl players not down with drew Brees. breeze comments on players kneeling and protest during the U.S. National Anthem, quickly drawing criticism from his own teammates and others across the NFL. In 2016, Breeze said he agreed with Colin, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick's message, but not his method of kneeling. Breeze added he will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag. Michael Thomas called him out. Aaron Rodgers, Richard Sherman, the Honey Badger, and a host of others. And LeBron James said, hey, 
Breeze, you still don't understand why Cap is kneeling, so a lot of people disappointed today. Also, Denver Broncos head coach Vic Fangio apologizing today for earlier comments that he said there was no racism in the NFL. Baseball, on the other hand, we're far away. MLB has rejected the Players Association's proposal for a 114-game season, and they stated they will not counter the league considering a 15-game season with players receiving their prorated salaries. Dak Prescott stepping up the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, pledging $1 million to improve police training and address system racism through education in the country. We got uh, NFLers not expected to return to camp in their facilities until training camp. They open up in mid to late July, but now many camps are reportedly slated to begin as late as June 27th. The league might be forced to push back training camps. P.K. Subban of the New Jersey Devils donating 50k to the fundraiser for Gianna Floyd, the six-year-old daughter of the late George Floyd. The NHL then matched Subban's donation. Major League Soccer avoiding a potential lockout. The MLS and MLS uh, PA announced ratification of a new collective bargaining agreement, ensuring labor peace until at least the end of the 2025 season. Now the league can plan that tournament. Uh, they're thinking about uh, getting things going very, very soon. In golf, the PGA Tour announcing today that it engaged the Sanford Health Company to administer all on-site COVID-19 tests for the players, the caddies, and essential personnel for the turn of golf on June 11th and throughout the PGA Tour season. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid News Update. Remember, guys, to follow us on the Sports Grid Network. It's the place for all your fantasy and sports all the time. Follow us on Instagram, too, at Sports Grid TV. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to host Gabe Renzi and our guest, Ricky Sanders. Game continues. I am Gabe Renzi. We're throwing it out there. And uh, we know there's uh, many uh, of you. So we're joined by Ricky Sanders of uh, Sports Grid uh, right now. Um, nice job with the update there. Great job, uh, Cam. You're certainly talking about Drew Brees. We'll get to that um, a little bit uh, later on, actually. Yeah. Share our thoughts on Drew Brees. You know, we stayed away from everything. We've been pretty sports heavy, but we have acknowledged, yep. you know, what's been going on um, in the world over the last uh, week or so. Uh, evidently, Drew Brees has not realized what's gone on in the world. And let me just say yes. it quickly. People are all surprised about Drew Brees today. Guys, Drew Brees threatened to sue his mother, all right, before Drew Brees threatened to sue his mother. His mother was a Democrat running for office. And she said, hi, Drew Brees is my son and I'm running. And he threatened to sue her. Um, so, you know, Drew Brees, very, very political. If you you know, dig down deeper in Drew Brees, you, you know, I'm not shocked uh, by it. But my just, you know, the, the quick thing is, it's just amazing after all this, he doesn't realize that Kaepernick was never talking about the troops. Another nothing to do exactly. with the troops. It goes right back to that. But nevertheless... Um, Drew Brees finds himself in the middle of a firestorm, Ricky. And listen, Rick, I don't want to put you on a hot seat. You know what I mean? If you, you know, you just want to get to the Korean picks. But to me, it's just the tone deafness. It's like, bro, like in Vic Fangio, too, after all this, you're a coach. You've seen how many assistant black coaches in the NFL have been screwed over. Eric Bieniemy has a better resume than you do. You're a mediocre coach. It's a 61-year-old white guy that's coaching the Broncos. And he's saying, oh, no, 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 you earn what you get in the NFL. And from a player standpoint, I get that. And I think it's true. You earn what you get. But from the coaches, Ricky, come on. I, you know, and I don't, I don't have a problem. Drew Brees gets goosebumps during the national anthem. So do I. You know what I mean? And he loves the flags. You know, so do I. But to, to still think after all this, Ricky, that he went right back to, oh, I don't support disrespecting the troops. It's like, oh, my God, bro, how thick are you? All right, see if we can get uh, Ricky's uh, audio. audio back here. 
Can you right, hear me? Right. There we go. I thought you were pulling a Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister, 22 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> 20 seconds of silence. Hey. Uh, yeah, but Ricky, uh, I, I don't want to put you in the hot seat here. I'm, I'm sorry to get on that rant, but it was just coming out of the update here. So what's your take though. on that? All I was going to say is I think Akeem Hicks said it better than I could. If there was no racism, you know, I think Vic Fangio was on that team too. We signed Mike Lennon when Colin Kaepernick was out there. So, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, I don't really think there's too much more to add there. Yeah, there it is. I like that. Just want to call to Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon does suck. He's horrible. Yeah, like, you really, yeah. I warned people coming out of it. I was like, I don't know why anyone We did. It. I remember I you didn't like him either, Cam. I was like, I don't understand why anyone Just his likes frame. him. Yeah, quick, That's uh, all. quick NFL note. There was a story about uh, Cam Newton contacted the Patriots. But they haven't met or anything, but there was actually a little talk there. But let's let's talk some baseball. And you know what, Ricky? Being, um, I guess the best way of putting it is a degenerate gambler. Um, <laughs> for years, I bet. Like, I, I don't sleep much, so I'm up all night. So, Korean baseball is not new to me. It wasn't like this year. I was like, oh, this is a new league. What's this about? I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And, in fact, almost like a recovering alcoholic, I tried to wean myself off of Filipino basketball, Korean baseball, <laughs> Japanese baseball, and asked Cam last night. It's like 2 in the morning. I'm like, oh, look, Japanese exhibition baseball. I lost. I went 0-1. Yeah. So, yeah, he's quarantined at my house, Ricky. He doesn't sleep. He just we've been, we've been betting on horse races in Australia at 6.30 in the morning stuff. Yeah, we've, we've really taken it up a notch during the 14-day quarantine. No denying yeah, it. So, uh, I'm in a gambling mood today. We've been betting on German soccer and horses all day, Ricky. So why not bet on some Korean baseball in the overnight slash morning hours? What are we looking at? How's the KBO been treating you? And I'll throw a couple of games at you. And you can tell me which ones uh, you like. But how's the KBO been treating you? KBO has been fun. Unlike you, I didn't really, I, I acknowledged it existed, but I hadn't really paid much attention to it. But now with the quarantine, uh, it's actually something good to do. My fiance goes to bed early, which gives me all night to talk and think about KBO. So it's kind of been perfect timing. And in terms of how it's treated me, I mean, daily fantasy, there was a 50 K first prize last week. I took first, so I can't say oh, it's been bad to wow. me. That's for sure. Man, you can DFS you right. in, in many languages. In Korea. You're unbelievable. <laughs> That's why he's got a Peloton. I told you. He's 21. Uh, he's going to have more Peloton. money now than we're ever going to have. Unbelievable. <laughs> Ricky Sanders got a Peloton. Poor calves work out. He goes for a walk around the track in his shorts. <laughs> it's actually very true. Uh, wow. Wow, Ricky's killing the DFS, KBO. Um, and you can go over to Daily Roto uh, for that, dailyroto.com. Uh, so let's get into some of these games here. Uh, we got the Bears and the KT Wiz. Um, we are the Bears are minus two hundred five. The Kiwoomba Heroes, big favorites against uh, the Eagles. The uh, Latte Giants, underdogs against the Kia Tigers, minus two thirty five plus one ninety. NC Dinos, minus two twenty against uh, SK Wyvern, plus uh, one seventy eight. Samsung Lions, plus one twenty four. The LG Twins, minus one fifty. And uh, the total is 11 and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half. So uh, talk to me, Ricky. What are you looking at when you look at the uh, the overnight card here? So I think the most solidified favorite tonight is the Kiwoom Heroes. They're being given credit for, for such. But you look at this Hanwha Eagles lineup, and they've only faced, I think it's three lefties so far. 
their lineup starts lefty, 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 and they roll out a minimum of six lefties on any given night. They just honestly don't have any other option. They either have to, you know, empty the bench with all their righties who don't deserve to play every day, or they, they throw out lefties. And Eric Jokic has been one of the most dominant pitchers in this league to this point. In fact, I would argue that he's the best pitcher on this slate, even with Drew Rosinski, you know, towing the mound. So with that number being huge, I'm actually willing to give one and a half runs tonight with the key womb heroes, because I think they're, they're the best favorite in terms of some of these other games. I think if you're looking for an underdog to bet, it's a pretty chalky slate, but this SK Wyvern team all of a sudden has woken up and drew Rasinski, I think is someone that people view as an ace, but he's not really a big strikeout guy. In fact, he's already faced this SK team, which has struck out at the second highest rate. He only struck out two in that start. And this Wyverns team has scored six plus runs in six straight games all of a sudden. So they have ignited. And really, you're not getting that sort of love here from Vegas. I mean, the middle of the lineup for the SK Wyverns is very good. It's got guys like Jamie Romack, who the draft, or excuse me, the Daily Roto projections basically have for like a 400 Woba, regardless of what side of the plate. So I think if you're taking an underdog, I think the Wyverns are your play here. Uh, the one game that I'm not really sold on is Dusan and KT. I think this is an over game after you got zero runs from Dusan last night, but Min Kim, the pitcher against them. Uh, first of all, this, both these teams have the two worst bullpens in the entire league in terms of ERA. Second of all, Min Kim has gone back to back starts walking more hitters than he struck out. So I think Dusan's due for a bounce back. The problem is their bullpen is so terrible. It's really hard to give minus 200 on any given night for them. So for that reason, I think I'm going back with the over KT held their own last night. I think I think both teams have a shot to hold their own tonight and give you over 11 and a half runs. Wow. Wow. Cam, uh, me and Cam, I'd be speechless, but we're on, we're on radio here. <laughs> I like how you're breaking down the, the lefty versus lefty in the Korean league, Cam. This guy's that's, amazing. That's uh, some, some deep stuff here. Yeah, I want to, hey, Ricky. I'm ready. I'm going to ask away as we speak. Yeah, no, I was going to ask Ricky. I know Dusa, I, I've only bet a few of these games. The LG Twins have been good to me. Uh, the Bears, not yep. so much because my nickname's The Bear, and the Bears screw <laughs> me with juice all the time. But can I put the Bears in a parlay? You think? Uh, I think this should be a game they can win, but the problem with Dusan is down the stretch, and honestly, they may have the best, bull, the worst bullpen, rather, I've ever seen. I think so just the over. Is the yeah, I think Alcantara is the better pitcher here, but he's he's not great. We're talking like a 14% K rate type guy and an offense that, that can make contact. I mean, Mel Rojas is one of the best hitters in this league. So I'm not sure I feel confident just throwing them in there. Okay. Wow. Ricky Sanders breaking down the KBO. Um, you can find him over at the sportsgrid.com with daily analysis as well as uh, DFS analysis continuing to crush it. Uh, Major League uh, Baseball, not needed for Ricky Sanders. KBO uh, Baseball. So Japanese Baseball, I talked about it earlier, the Japanese League, which is actually a higher quality than the Korean League. Um, they're set to begin. They're playing exhibition baseball. You're going to add uh, some uh, some Japanese fare to the menu as well? You've been eating Korean. Why not add some Japanese <laughs> Uh, I'm undecided there. I, I'm not sure if the season's going to start on time. It looks like two of the best players tested positive for COVID, so they're kind of on hold. So I may have some time to make that decision. Ricky Sanders. Ricky, it's always a pleasure. It's great to catch up with you. We'll definitely do it again. Now we're kicking it live. Great to have you back in the rotation. 
And uh, we'll, we'll talk some more Korean baseball and uh, NBA basketball in the future as well, my man. Thanks for the time, Ricky. Continued success. Yep. Thanks for having me. Go KT Wiz. There's uh, Ricky, Ricky, uh, <laughs> Ricky Sanders uh, with us. Man, I'm ready to pull the trigger. Wow. I like where it was going with this. I'm ready to pull the trigger. I'm going to take the shot with SK Wyvers talking about scoring six runs or more. Uh, their offense in six straight games. Their offense starting to come alive right now. Plus 182. The total is nine and a half uh, right there. Uh, he sold me. He sold me. And I just tell you, the LG Twins, LG Twins have been uh, pretty good uh, to me as well. He's talking about the over in the Doosan Bear KT Wiz uh, game as well. Sounds like he's willing to walk a couple of dogs in Korea tonight, Ken. Yeah, I'm thinking about walking a few dogs too, but I'm going to take that over in the Bears game that Ricky was talking about. I got to get some uh, round robin parlays with the Coom Heroes at minus 245. All right. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, tuning in on whatever uh, medium or platform you are joining us on. We got more stuff uh, to get to. Game time decisions continue. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. It was great catching up with uh, Ricky Sanders from SportsGrid. Excellent analysis. We told you guys, he's one of the best DFS guys in America. He really is. Just won 50000 last week uh, playing Korean uh, baseball. Man, you give these guys uh, an angle, they're going to find it. And uh, Ricky consistently does. We look forward to uh, tonight's Korean baseball uh, slate. Uh, we've got Northfield tonight. Some Northfield uh, horse racing outside of Cleveland. As yep. uh, Cam would say, it's the uh, like Frank Costanza would say, it's the uh, it's the place to be. Uh, <laughs> anybody that anybody hangs out at Northfield, although uh, no fans allowed. Although interesting thing about Northfield is the horses run like three or four times a night there. Fifteen races of action. <laughs> Fifteen races <laughs> of action. And as somebody that like did a show out of the Meadowlands racetrack on an nightly basis, that's like the hardcore of the hardcore the desperation of the desperation when you're betting the Northfield because the tracks close. You can bet Australia online and on the TV yeah. now, you know, the horse racing channel all night and stuff like that. But Northfield is like last call. That's like when the last bus is coming, leaving the tracks and stuff. That's uh, El Desperado right then in there, Ken. I got to tell you though, Northfield is known in the harness community as one of, uh, you know, the glory tracks. And you talk about it. These guys are the hardest working uh, track and show biz. They start at 640 Eastern. They got 15 races on the card. They got 15 races on the card. They will be done after 11 o'clock. Like, it, it, basically, hey, guys, if you're going to Northfield, you got five hours and change, baby. You can go show up anytime, do whatever the hell you want. It's longer than a college football game. You just hang out at Northfield. 
Most tracks, you know, Gabe, you get the eight races, the nine, the ten. Northfield does it right. Baker's dozen plus two. Come on now. You got to go to Northfield, home of the 15. Now, I've been in uh, quarantine with uh, with Cab for uh, like 12 days. It's going on two weeks uh, right now. And some of the funnier Correct. stories uh, do relate to horse racing. And they're not all funny, but. No, they're not. Like, see, hearing Cab get like like enraged and start swearing out loud and stuff because he can't his books don't have radford racetrack from australia at 440 <laughs> he's like he's like do you believe this crap he goes what kind of book wouldn't have this and you're like yeah but they got all the other tracks gabe that's the thing like you're going oh i get this track and this track and i'm on like five books i'm like well so you got four of these ones but you don't got radford kind of what, what am i smoking here like what's the deal i don't understand if you're going to offer me four <laughs> tracks in australia why can't i get the fifth but horse racing's been up and down can't seem to get a clean trip and it's actually great uh one of my friends uh who i used to work with gabe former jockey uh really got i got into it with jason portwondo he became my twitter buddy today and we were betting races at belmont and uh I, I gave a shout out to the boys at Woodbine and they retweeted me and uh, yeah, they're back to action on Friday, just like your uh, friends at the Meadowlands. Both tracks uh, are going to get going this week. That's great news. Yeah, we have the Santa Anita Derby uh, later in the week as well. Belmont uh, a couple of weeks away. I believe it's June 20th, the start of, uh, of the Triple Crown. We have a UFC card too, guys. Don't forget, we have a UFC card on Saturday and Amanda Nunes takes on Felicia Spencer um, she's a massive favorite. She's a massive favorite for a reason, though, guys. She is the um, the best pound for pound. Uh, she might be the best pound for pound fighter in the world. She's the best. She's the best female fighter of all time. Felicia Spencer sure. is a tough girl from Montreal. Fights out of Orlando now. Orlando is the place to be. And speaking of Orlando, actually, shout out to our friends in Orlando. Where uh, me and Cam, <laughs> like, like both got you know, just, detained. Yeah, let's just yeah. I'm gonna throw it out here right now, guys. All right, I don't want to come across like Drew Brees. This it's never good when you say I don't want to come across. But yes, Drew Brees is an idiot. But I'm just gonna stay, and I've told people this before. All right, it's not even about race uh, at times. Sometimes you know what I mean. You can find yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time, and. Um, I was detained by a, a white police officer, and I'm white, and so was Cam on the same night in Orlando, as uh, Cam made the uh, the grave, grave, grave mistake of uh, trying to order by walking through a drive-through, and in Orlando it turned into a big deal, in which I don't know, like, like you said, if you roll up with a skateboard, is that all right? <laughs> That's the, the thing. thing is, you don't let. I've seen it was some drive-throughs that you have a takeout where you can walk up. I guess they, exactly. I they don't want people getting run over and stuff, but they didn't have to call the cops as uh, Cam, Cam, like the cops showed up. It was like a big ordeal in Orlando. And at the same time, we're in Orlando. We literally played golf with Mike Ditka earlier in the day. And yeah. I'm outside of a bar and a cruiser just rolls up on me. And he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm waiting for a taxi. He said, I, don't know, I'm, I called a taxi and I've been waiting here for like 10, 15 minutes. And he goes, where are you going? And he goes, where are you from? Uh, I'm like, I'm not from Orlando. So right away, it escalated. And he didn't like what I told him. He goes, where are you staying? And I said, Mike Ditka Resorts. And he said, there is no Mike Ditka Resorts. Yes, and he thought is. I was lying to him. And the next thing I know, I'm in the back of a police car. 
And fortunately, one of the dispatchers said, oh, yeah, yeah, Coach Ditka rents out one of those rental properties and puts his name up on it. Right, and, <laughs> and then even rental then, properties. yeah, exactly. It's like an empty rental, you know what I mean. And then even then, you know, he's not even buying in. You know what got me out? He started drilling me about football. He started drilling me about football, and he's like, "Yeah, you seem to know all about football, all right." And he's like, "What are you doing with Mike Dicka?" I understand it was a strange story that I was just with Mike Dicka playing golf uh, with Cam. Uh, but so yeah, we have Orlando stories, all right. Uh, yeah, but we do. Orlando's the hub now for the NBA, and um, Cam was only up last night at four thirty in the morning betting on Australian horses because he was worried. He was pacing. He was going up and down, wearing out his already worn out carpets. He was like, "Man, the deadline for MLS labor piece is in twelve hours, Marenzi." <laughs> and he said, "If they don't settle, they're not going to resume the MLS season." And I can't take it anymore. Between viruses and protests and riots and injustice and no leagues, Cam just couldn't take the MLS not playing. So I'm here to tell you they worked it out. And all kidding aside, I'm more excited about the MLS coming back in camp. But this is the story, guys, with the MLS. I saw, like, over the weekend, like, God, oh, the MLS, you know, they're, they really are coming out to a deadline. The commissioner basically told them, you know, by, um, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday night, you know, we better have an answer. Like, we, you know, we're running out of racetrack. There's no time. If we're going to do this, we have to do it now. And I was like, oh, wow, what's the big argument about? The argument was about, guys, the MLS um, players agreed to a 7.5% salary um, cut moving yep. forward. And I was like, you know what? You guys aren't really offering a lot here. And then I sort of read that. I'm like, the league is offering – Cam, it was the best. 8.75%. Uh, yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, These guys, you guys <laughs> actually are arguing over one point right now? And it's MLS? You're talking about $38,000, all right? Like, I'm going to have some of these games and you guys are making. So, it's a great, I'll yeah. give you the extra point. Like, it's just it's right out of the Simpsons when Krusty the Clown goes on the run. And at the end, uh, here's your $50 and $2 your change. Yeah, and two dollars change, huh, Krusty? Thank you, thank you for betting with the mob. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell all you guys uh, who are going to Orlando. Gabe and I have been there. I wasn't even—I'm a polite person. I love everybody. I did nothing wrong in that restaurant situation. The door was closed because it was late, and the drive-through was open. So that makes a lot of sense. So okay, you're not letting me in the restaurant to buy food. But if I had a car or even a kid's bicycle or a big wheel, I could have got food after smashing drinks in bars. I go, hey, I think this is stupid. Nah, I, don't think I, I went up to the. What? I don't think a big wheel would have worked, actually, either. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I would have broke the big wheel because I'm like 280. I would smash the thing in no, pieces. I'm ah, just saying, yeah. I don't think they approve of you rolling up in a big wheel. Oh, they. I don't really you know. know. Okay, whatever. For drunk driving. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I'll just tell He's these players. Crazy. You got a, you, you got MLS in Orlando and driving. NBA? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay in your stay. Stay in the driving. resort. You can't get a drunk driving on a on a horse. I'm dead serious. Really? Yeah. Like people I like in Oklahoma, that idea. like yeah, like they they bring their horse like to the bar, like old school. They yeah. tie the horse up. Yeah, they tie him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can't, yeah. you can't like you can't be intoxicated on a horse. Like it's want to know why? Want to know why? Because horses are smart. 
That's why the big wheel can't think. A horse can get you home when you're wasted. See what happened today at Belmont? That jockey fell off. The horse took it all the way around the track. Sans jockey. I'm telling you, man, horses got brains. They can take you home when you're drunk. The horse will get you home if you're drunk. <laughs> well, you hit the horse, what, you think you just sort of slap yourself on top? All right, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Thunder. Come let's on, go boy. <laughs> well, you, you show him the address. You put the address around the horse's neck and he just drags. Buddy, I guarantee it like a dog. I, hey, I'm no, not going to say horses are like sniff dogs. No, no, I'm just going to say this. And I would like somebody to tell me. I'm not going to say they're like criminal dogs that can track scents and criminals and shirts and DNA. But I will say this. I have a feeling a horse can get you home. It's got a natural GPS system, Gabe. They're very, very beautiful and smart animals. Uh, I don't know what other reason, you know, they, they can't get you home. They'll get it done. Yes. We owned a yeah. horse. That horse could barely find the raid there in the finish line. He's going to get you home. He won by, hey, he won by nine lengths one night when things were going well. It's not our fault that one of the, the kings of the standard bread industry, had, his horse had a shoe problem, and that shoe problem caused our horse to go bananas and eventually getting hurt. It was a screw job to the max. I, uh, I want I, I to beat this horse in all camp. It's like the super horse. It'll win a race for you, and it'll get you home when you're drunk after. <laughs> if the border wasn't closed, I'd go to see Conflict Diamond run at Buffalo Raceway, but I can't even go over the border to get some chicken wings and pizza and watch our, our former friend right, uh, so race. You know? Here's, we have a legal precedent here. In December of 2009, Pennsylvania police pulled over a 22-year-old uh, Amish man uh, yep. who was operating a horse-drawn buggy on a public roadway while drunk. Although operated probably too strong of a word as uh, he was actually slumped over asleep in the buggy at the time. Oh, my okay. God, Cam. Yeah. And he goes, with the horse seemingly knowing the way home, the horse was just drive- riding along. You were right. Uh, another one for me, but Gabe, Gabe, just put me on Jeopardy right now. Hey, Ken Jennings, okay, so, I want a piece of you. So, <laughs> the horse just kept going. Corsi, natural GPS, buddy. No, but we don't know if the horse could have turned right. It's just by chance he was walking. Damn right, he could turn right. He could turn right or left. You ever watch Australian racing? They can go anyway. Reverse water, back water, anything. The toilet water goes the other way. Horses know where to go. It's a fact, Gabe. They're kind of a gray area. Like the... (laughs) Kind of a gray area. It's like... Why is an Amish guy drunk, too? That's another thing. Amish people, unless you're like, yeah, breaking up. So the guy went to the city and got absolutely annihilated and fell asleep in the buggy. They're basically stating that the law changed in 1872. That, yeah, you could be drunk before. They're saying that it doesn't matter. Like, basically, this is what's crazy. They hit the guy because they argued this, that you can't be drunk on a horse. And this is the catch. He wasn't on a horse. He was in the buggy. I I, you I agree. Be on the horse, you got to be on the horse. But I'm with the Amish guy in the buggy's fair. It's not moving. Nothing's happening. I I I give the decision to the drunk guy in the buggy. He shouldn't get busted. No way. <laughs> the drunk that's Amish guy wins. Case dismissed. Yes, and the guy that's a sleeping too. The guy can't afford a Motel Six. He's got to sleep in his buggy. Cut the guy some slack. Yeah, well, speaking of Motel Six, it's the official hotel. Of the Memphis Grizzlies and Orlando Magic of the upcoming <laughs> NBA playoffs. The natural, the natural GPS. 
Well, I, 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 I was reading a police report. They said the horse seemingly was drive, driving home. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, we got a couple of minutes left here on Game Time Decisions, and we're trying to get to the bottom of pressing issues, whether it's okay to be drunk on a horse. And evidently, stupid laws, they changed the laws. Too many people started to use it, I guess, in 1872. It used to be a law. It wasn't. Uh, but um, uh, it's, it's crazy. We're just talking about Orlando, and there was a case in Orlando yeah. just uh, recently. A woman, 53-year-old woman, smelled of alcohol, had red, watery eyes, and she was pulled over by deputies in Orlando, Polk County, uh, outside of Orlando. And she was intoxicated uh, on her horse. According to Florida statutes, a vehicle is defined as any device upon or which any person or property uh, may or uh, be transported or drawn upon a highway. A Florida DUI group law firm says that under the definition, a DUI could be issued if a person is intoxicated on a bicycle, an ATV, a golf cart, and even a horse. And in fact, it's been a problem. So Sheriff Grady, who you don't want to mess with in Polk County, says when you mount your horse in Polk City, Florida, and ride it into town, you can be sure of one thing. We're going to arrest you for DUI if you're weaving on your horse. <laughs> if you're weaving on your horse. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. I guess you can't be drunk on a horse. Now, the thing is, too, I just thought I about it. Right. If we, it the horse will yeah, actually yeah. get you home on this natural he GPS will get you tracking home. system. Oh, don't trust me. These horses, people don't give them credit for their uh, directional skills. I will say this. These horses, too, if you're drunk and you hit them a little bit too hard or whatever, like, that's the thing why it's a dangerous weapon because you're not in full, like, you know what I mean? You're wasted, so you're also not treating your horse very well. That's what I'm saying. Nah, one of the protesters, uh, I think it was in Philadelphia, stole a police horse the other night, actually. Not cool. Not cool. Leave, leave, Not leave, cool. leave, the, animals, uh, leave the animals out of it, all right? Uh, but fortunately, everything has uh, been more peaceful. We're going to have, uh, we got crazy NBA uh, playoff formats to figure out. Fortunately, we have until July 31st to get it done. Shout out to all of our affiliates. Stay safe, everybody. Other night, you're on your own. May the winners be yours. Later. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.